Nicholas, pop my knuckles. That was a fun sound. What? That was a fun sound. With the cracking of my knuckles? I could hear it, yeah, it was loud. Bro, what happens when you spend a good deal of your time playing Dragon Ball Z Kakarot on Steam? Oh my god. I've gotten past the so slug enough. And they're on to the... Actually, speaking of that, I've been watching this guy called Saiyan Scholar. He does really interesting. Uh, I watched something about the Ultra Instinct thing, which is really interesting. I don't know why. I guess... I guess it's kind of obvious that the angels are using Ultra Instinct, but I guess I'll talk about that later. I've been watching my way through Dragon Ball Super while... Um... <clears throat> Well, I've been doing. I have one really, really tedious project where I just have to look at eleven thousand links and decide if they're spam or not. And uh, it's just there's.
Okay, everybody, welcome back to episode two of the Anime for All podcast. Uh, still working through some time, minor, minor difficulties. I will work towards getting this available to more avenues of people being able to listen. Right now, it's still just going to be relegated right now to YouTube. But uh, we're uh, we're in episode two of the season two of our podcast, and we're now going to be reviewing two episodes at once. Um. Before we continue on this, I'm just going to say, I remember last time I said we're going to review in Shaman King. Still got to work out the logistics of that. We will see. Uh, making no promises anymore, because anytime I do make a promise, I, uh, I apparently lie every time. So we're just going to, we're going to, we're going to play everything by ear. You're not a liar. You're just a failure. <sighs> All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're watching we're uh, reviewing uh season five episodes one and two well episodes two and three wait yeah two and three i think four and five and oh these are 91 and 92 i don't know what that turns into actually yeah i think it's three and four though everything so yeah it's three and four never mind i i i uh i was not correct at, at all that's part of the failure gimmick okay moving on um I guess this entire this, both these episodes encompassed one fight, but I think they did it pretty well. Um, essentially, we, they introduced Shinzo, well, reintroduced Shinzo, um, the character from season two, during a festival arc. Which, by the way, this is a little bit of something I knew about before, way ahead of time. I couldn't wait till they get to this point, but Shinzo does make a make a reappearance. Um, what's your opinion on him? Uh, Several seasons later, now that now that we've seen him in action and what he's changed, and what he's learned, you know what he's improved. Which one, Jeremy? Uh, Shinzo, the guy with the with the brainwashing quirk. Oh, um, I find it really interesting that Eraserman's using him as a student. Um, I like. It seems like almost like even. I don't know like they drew so many allusions to it like with uh it's obviously Eraserhead's like favorite and you see like that little comedic moment for example where he's criticizing uh, Midoriya and All Might for like hanging out with each other and then they you realize that he's been hanging out with him, that guy too much too um so it's either his like son or his like his pet student but like one or the other or I think it's his pet student because um during season two uh, a Razorhead, if you know everything he says, he's, he he seems to take a, a, a particular interest in Shinzo. He even mentions that um, during the tournament when Shinzo goes through his spiel about how it's not fair that um, people like Deku have physical quirks that allow them to become a hero more successfully than uh, than quirks like his that are not like uh, they're not physical, they're yeah. basically mental. A Razorhead brings up the fact that that's a problem that's inside the hero society. He brings this up like very early on. So it just makes sense that at some point a Razorhead took him under his wing. I don't know when that happened, but uh, at some point he took him under his wing, gave him the the bandages around when well, I bandages, but the, the the binding cloth around his neck, which he doesn't really use that that too much here. I'm hoping he actually uses it the next in the next fight. I don't really remember if he does or not, but um, I like um. I appreciate that Midoriya seems to have inspired him to like become better because that's like Midoriya's like I don't know defining characteristic that sets him apart as an individual not powers wise but as an individual like as a heroic character 
his ability to inspire and change people is like my favorite thing about him. And they've really been downplaying it because they've been sort of, and you might disagree, but I feel like they've sort of downplayed Majoria himself um, a lot from the original series when it was kind of the Midoriya show. And now, like, Midoriya is still a key player and everything, but there's so many other storylines going on that there's whole episodes sometimes where Midoriya is just kind of there. You know what I mean? So they haven't done the degree of character development in him that they were doing in the first episodes when he was alone on the beach and stuff like that. And, like, I don't know. It's just nice to see more I don't think needs that kind of character development because he spent, they spent first two seasons developing him. You know, we already know everything we we really are going to need to know about him anyway. He's the he's the yeah. atypical hero character. We're not going to learn much my more hero, about him. My hero academia in general, like, has this tendency to, like, teach you enough where you get to know somebody and then sort of, like, push them to the side and introduce you to new people. And it seems to be an ongoing thing that, like, you spend a lot of time getting to know people and not seeing a lot of things that, like, test their limits and only like the key players like in the in the series really get their character tested to the deepest level midoriya does icy hot Baku, bakugo and stuff like that just a few characters are really tested for who they are and what they're made of and um i was worried that they were just kind of bored with midoriya in the storyline or something like that but i really want to see him continue to deepen and complicate as a as a as a character, you know what I mean? Not just get new powers, but I actually, like, gonna, though. Well, I mean, he, yeah, sorry, it was like, I don't think they're going, I mean, he's the main character, so they're going to obviously do something, but at this point, he, he's so, I hate to use the term for, 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 uh, for him this way, but he seems so white bread. I can't, I can't really imagine, like, the only thing I would think that would really, that added, that will add depth to his character is we know what happened to his father, if it's, if he's still alive, where the heck is he? We know he has a flamethrower quirk, but we don't know where he is. We don't even know what he's doing. Is he a firefighter? We don't even know where he is. He's actually been... But that's, that's not entirely true. Like, we've seen um, we've seen a lot of character development from on Midoriya in episodes two through four. Um, we've seen him, like, deepen his understanding of his cough, avatar cough, like, connection to his, like, predecessors we've seen um i don't think that's development for him though that's more development for the power yeah but he is pretty much the power for the duration of the series i imagine at this point um you know the power in him are kind of like as linked as anybody else's powers are linked to them you know and uh but we're starting to see that like we're starting to see him build relationships with like previous people and stuff like that and that's kind of cool and um we're starting to, like, we could still learn about his relationship with Bakugo. We could still learn about his romantic interests. Um, he could start developing his abilities and doing things like when he, like, developed his abilities to compensate for his damaged hands, for example. Um, there's just a lot that he could still be picking up and growing from and bonding with his teachers and, you know what I mean, all that stuff. There's, like, a lot of depth you can have. You can have as much depth for him as anybody else. The fact that you're starting to see him as like a character that doesn't develop is is kind of alarming when you think about it because that's that's the meat and potatoes of the series is him, you know. No, so. no what I'm saying is that I don't like for for me. I mean, like I said before, like he's the main character. They're gonna do. They're gonna throw stones at him, or whatever. 
But what I'm saying, so far right now, like, like basically, even I mean, he was they were developing him from the very beginning. We got, like I said, I think we got as much character out of him as we're gonna get because we, we like he. I mean, so far, like the what I, I I'm not saying that I'm not happy with what they've shown us. I'm just saying that I just don't I can't see because like if you're talking about personal mental development for him, that's where I'm coming from. It's like the only the only, there are people there are gonna be people around him that are gonna influence him, but there is like only so much the current people that is around him is gonna is gonna like influence him emotionally. Um, they took Alma out of the picture yeah, like, when he became. Like moral dilemmas, like he could have a situation with a moral dilemma where he doesn't. He always seems to know what the right thing to do is, but and you know sacrifice, but like. I don't know because he, 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 he doesn't really understand the moral dilemma. You know. The, uh, there, there was that, there was that thing with gentle. He seemed like he was fighting, fighting moral dilemma there. Yeah, I don't think he knew exactly what to do there because he was he was like fighting with himself to see if he was right to take him down because. Him and Gentle seem so similar. Right, and it was like sort of a little moment there, but like I'm talking about something with real consequences where he has to live with the consequences afterwards. We're just not really seeing things that dig into him a little bit, and I'd like to see that a little bit more with him. And I feel like this series, this season, I mean, has the potential to go in that direction because they're hinting at it more. And we're starting to see like old school... Midoriya cut in. He's starting to take notes on people and stuff, and they have that little joke where they're like, "Where did you pull that out of?" <laughs> As he pulls the notebook. I out. mean, I think that what he always had that. I mean, like, uh, I mean, sorry for constantly, but like, I think we always had that with him. It's the only thing is that the stu- he's already made notes on all the people that's around him. There's no yeah, point. Yeah, but he hasn't, he hasn't taken out the notebook in a long time, and I don't know. I'm just seeing a lot more classic Midoriya and getting back to the roots of Midoriya. And also little opportunities they're giving him to like develop his character and pull back on previous ties. You know what I mean? Like as they uh, as he meets this old rival and everything else, and he's taking notes on him and paying attention and thinking, "Wow, this guy really developed." You're like, "Wow, like you made him your rival like that." You know what I mean? And you see that little Dragon Ball Z inspiration where like he's being Goku and inspiring people and then loving it when they like might get stronger than him. So I just, I really appreciate that about him that like he, everybody like Goku, everybody that he meets is better for having known him. You know, they're, he makes people better people. Um, but those are the, and that's the things like Midoriya, like in his ability to inspire and in his ability to grow other people and his ability to celebrate when people like can beat him or get stronger than him and things like that. I think those are one of the big things that sets us apart from like the X-Men or the Justice League or something like that that he has that ability to do that and like you get carried away with it and like even as the viewer like things happen to make you feel inspired by it so i don't know we need a little bit more midoriya in the series to really make it just not a cartoon i i guess i feel like we haven't like i feel like there's been a lot of midoriya regardless of him even even in the situations where he was kind of taking a back seat because you also have to keep in mind that midoriya is not like these other characters Midori doesn't 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 know what he's capable of yet fully what he's capable. Of. A lot of his characters already knew from the get go how what they were capable of. They just didn't know how far they could push their abilities. Midori is finally caught up to knowing what he's capable of now, and now he's just trying to push himself. A lot a lot of a lot of what he's saying that I guess he's not been there mainly because like he at this point up to up to the festival he had just been using his quirk non-stop without really giving too much thought to what was happening to him um he had a couple instances where he even this episode he remembered during when shinzo first brainwashed him 
the uh, the the previous users. Which, by the way, I want to bring up that for whatever reason, I find I don't know how this works because it feels like it feels like to me. I guess you have to die to end up in the quirk, physically anyway. Um, when he first when they first showed up, you could see All Might in in that shadowy amalgamation, but now he's not present. So I don't know if that means you have to die to end up inside the quirk or not. I had no idea, but um. So it to the point. It's user number, it's user number seven two one, but he can't see, he can't see users one and two. Yeah, he can't see, he can't see users one two. He sees a shadowy figure, but he can't see them. He doesn't know what they look like. But um, but yeah, like Deku's learning. He's, I mean, he, he's he's not caught up to the point where he's capable. He, he knows what he's capable of now. They bring that up too in this episode too. That you know, De Deku's costumes change, and he's uh, he's learned uh, he's learned a lot of new things that he can do now. Now he's caught up. Now he needs to be able to push his quirk. Now probably that's why we're going to start seeing a lot more of him now because now he now he needs to push himself to discover what else he can do with his quirk. Besides right. the, the besides the basics of what he's already learned, such as punching wind wind walls and whatnot. Now he's going to learn what else he's capable of with this one quirk. Um, but apparently I don't think like. Like I don't think like Deku's like, I guess like, I got to see coming from like you know he said he wasn't all that present, but like I guess at the same time like, yeah, all these other characters usually like, animes have have a tendency to do something, do something great when they introduce a lot of characters, but they don't do much with them later on. I hate ha I hate having to use Naruto Shippuden as an example of this because you haven't seen this, so you don't know what I'm talking about here. But, um. That show introduced a lot of characters, but they only really focused on, after a certain point, they only really focused on three. And then at a certain point, they only focused on two of those three. And um, I keep bringing up Sakura as one of the characters, as, as an example of what they're doing to uh, Uraraka. And the worst part, the worst part of the problem is too, it wasn't so bad with Sakura because not many people liked her. A lot of people like Uraraka and they're still treating her not that great. Mm -hmm. So it's like you so know, Uraraka, the Piccolo of this series. I don't know. I still don't see Piccolo's treatment that bad, <laughs> but I mean that's just me. <laughs> yeah, I don't see Piccolo's treatment all that bad, but you know, that, I mean, I, I'm not the biggest fan of him. You you pay more attention to what's been going on with him than I actually have. So anything you have said, like this, kind of caught me off guard. Pew, Pew Piccolo getting. Doing nothing but getting his arms repeatedly shot off in the tournament of power. I I sense a lot of salt in the atmosphere. <laughs> oh look, there's Piccolo. Oh, Goku. Oh, Gohan, I'll save you. Oh, they cut my arm off again. Oh, that's Piccolo through the entire. Series. Okay, lots of salt and pepper. Uh, <laughs> I think he's seasoned to that steak. Moving on. <laughs> but um. But yeah, at least they're attempting to rectify and, you know, at least give us, I know you say you find it just disorienting with how many characters did they introduce, you get whiplash, but I think that's better. I don't know if I find it that disorienting right now, um, but I do find it, I do find it frustrating that they, like, they get you, they earn you, like, earn buy-in, like, you... You watch an episode and you get like buy into one of the characters, and you're like, "Oh, that character's so cool!" Or I can empathize with that character. I love that villain or whatever. And then they're like, "Oh, okay, well, bye," and you never see them again. You know? 
Um, what's the name of the guy that can phase through walls and stuff? Who? It's it sounds his name sounds not unlike Midoriya, the, the blonde guy with they can go through walls and stuff. There's a character that can go through walls? Oh my god, yes. Oh, you're talking about, um... Sorry, I literally forgot about him because he doesn't have the quirk anymore. Midoriya. Exactly. Midoriya, as opposed to Midoriya. Yeah. So, Midoriya, like, not Midoriya. Whatever. Well, like, he, um... Like, when are we going to see him again? Is he gone now? Do you know what I mean? Because they spent a whole season getting us to buy into him and then he's like kind of out you know i just think, well, and, I think i think he leaves his arc out though i think that's for a lot of this thing is like a lot of these characters probably have lived out their arc for right now they don't have any real like uh we didn't like when they were doing their arcs we didn't see any like future stuff that could happen with them granted i will say the argument with him is that he like uh what was her name again i got her name the little girl that he, he saved the, the little girl he saved when he went all Luke skywalker on um on a yeah, the one that can reverse people. Like, we probably won't see her again. And I don't know. There's just so many characters that you, you sort of fall in love with for one reason or another. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I like to counteract your argument that we'll never see them again. Like, another good example is Best Genus. Like, I really liked Best Genus. And he started training some of the heroes and stuff like that. And he had his big, like, battle where he took a fall and stuff like that. And I wonder if we'll ever see him again, you know? It's just like they, they repeatedly have these characters and that they have the core group, um, but the core group kind of phases in and out too. And I don't know. It's just, it's, you want to keep getting invested and falling in love with the characters and then they really make you do it. And then they kind of put them aside after you get to know them and build this universe. And from what you've said, like this huge universe that they're building is going to be, is going to be set aside soon because the manga's ending. So the anime is going to end. And I'm just like, what the hell? Like, I was taking so much of this on good faith that they were going to come back to some of these characters later, and it's starting to look less. I mean, I, you're, you're making it seem like this anime is going to end at the season. Five. Look, no, no, the anime, the manga is so far ahead of this thing. Like, there was a oh, year really? with there was chapters being released. I don't even know anything about. I don't even know when. I'm just, I'm just understanding that he's confirmed that he, he's ending it. I don't know when he's going to end it. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Like, it's, there, there could be so much more content coming. And the anime still hasn't covered a lot of it anyway. Like I said before, I think uh, to, a, to a certain point, I think after this after this training session, I don't know what happens afterwards. I saw lots of arc names. I don't even know what's happening. I think there's, a, I think there's another, like, uh, there's going to be another, I don't know this for sure, but I think there's going to be, like, another raid going to happen at some point. Um, mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of villains coming back, too. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't, I understand you say you're concerned that you're not going to see a lot of back, but I didn't think we are going to see Shinzo, Shinzo again until this arc came up. And I was like, excuse me? Because I actually liked him. He was a, I think I liked, I liked the concept that he was battling being unable to fight somebody like Midoriya or say, let's go even lower than that. Somebody like uh, Tape Man. I forgot his name. Cero? Serofin? Yeah, like, Cero. He, like, he, he, like, I liked his um his internal battle with not being good, not being that's being seen as good enough to be a pro hero. And I like that he's come back and he's gotten help from somebody like a Racerhead who by all by all sorts of imagination probably shouldn't be where he is right now in terms of like the, the, the hero ladder, but he's there. He's respected. Right. So like like it, is, like it gives hope that somebody like it gives hope that it makes sense too that somebody like a racerhead would take him under his wing. 
Because, I mean, Razor Head probably doesn't take many protégés anyway. <laughs> but, like, I just saying, you know, something like Shiro, like, that gives a reason for him to come back because he has a connection to another character that you know of. I don't think we're done with some of these characters. I mean, I want to see Stain come back. I thought I saw rumors about Stain coming back at some point, too, as a hero, but I don't really know about that. That was a rumor, by the way. I don't even know that's true or not. But, um... I want to see Stain come back, too, because I liked, I liked a lot of the principle he stood on. So yeah, I, I, and I, I, I understand that just, you buy things, you buy into things, but... Sorry. So you buy into things, but this, that's just anime for you. There's going to be some characters they just don't bother, um, um, you know, using again, because I... I'm coming this from this from a like a story writer or character writer perspective. Sometimes you make a character only for the concept of um, you're trying to put them in a you're trying you're trying to get a character to a certain point. So introducing another character might help them out, and that character you make might might be for all attention purposes for you to be a in in a one all a one shot pony, but you are expecting people to like that character. A lot of characters end up like that. Like where you know the the creator made this character only for them to be there for that one time, but I found out that a lot of fans liked them and brought them back. I think Shinzo is a, is a is an example of that. I don't think Shinzo was meant to come back, but I think people liked him so much that that's why he came back. I don't think he was intended to come back. I really don't think he was ever intended to come back. I think after Midoriya beat him in that tournament, that was gonna be the last of him. And I honestly, with Miria, I think he's gonna come back. They kept on flaunting this whole idea that he's going to get his quirk back. So I highly doubt that they're going to keep him out. And that girl that he's with, um, I don't think she's gone forever either. Because uh, she holds, from the way they were talking about her, she seems to hold a lot of potential for the future. So you don't yeah. you don't, you don't, don't say that about a character as young as she is and, they, and don't bring her back. I feel like she's going to come back. She's going to probably come back in a time skip when she's older, um, I think. But um, mm. I know that Miyori was dead. Uh, in terms of like coming back, I don't think any of his friends are gone because they came back in in, the, in in this season as fake villains. There's a lot of characters I don't think are gone forever. I mean, if they are gone forever, shoot. I mean, they were cool while they lasted. That's how I always view a lot of these things. Like, I mean, I've watched enough anime over the years to to see that you know some characters get brought in and they don't nothing ever happens to them because either they were meant to be a one time thing and that was just the whole point of their character was to be a one time thing. Which sucks. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. It it sucks, but like if I, I can sympathize with that Bakugo? because or like what opportunity does Bakugo have to re reemerge as highly relevant like he did through the first three seasons? I think there's still some you know relevancy f uh, for him because I mean he's still learning. He's still he still got that rivalry with Bakugo um, Deku about like who's gonna become number one hero. That's gonna be, that's the gonna be a thing. Todoroki is just as much a contender for number one hero. And, yeah, um, but I don't think Todoroki's really trying to become number one. I mean, I think there was a point where he was, but I think after his fight with Deku, that's probably changed. Also, what I mean is that they, with Todoroki, they've introduced his family and they've added some extra storyline elements and he's the son of Endeavor and he's got a whole half of his power that's mostly untapped that he can still open up and work on. And the idea of combining the two powers too seems like it would be really cool. He has like all sorts of character development that's still just dying to come out. You know what I mean? Like his character arc is very much like not even a third of the way through in a lot of ways. And Bakugo is just like a jerk and with a heroic side. And that's kind of like 
where he's panned out. Like he's, I think he's got he's more. I think the yeah, guy, but he's, he's also he's been got... penalized by things that have like set him back as well. Midori has kind of surpassed him at this point in a lot of ways. Bakugo is still super smart and super super strategic, but like. Midoriya's kind of passed by him, but he's still Todoroki is still keeping up with him. You know, I mean, but I mean, here's, here's the thing: Midoriya isn't a flawed character. People like Todoroki. Now, I will say, I will say that I can't 100 percent say that Midoriya isn't flawed, but at this point right now, uh, he, he he is the golden kid. He is the chosen one. Bakugo, Bakugo's flawed. Todoroki is flawed. A lot of these characters that you're talking about are flawed. Uh-huh. I don't I don't think Bakugo is done yet. And yes, he's been. He's been pushed back, especially because of the stupid licensing thing, which I'm still confused about. I thought he got his license. Whatever, I'm not going to get on that. That's a rant for another time. But, um, but he doesn't even have, like... At this point, he doesn't even have, like, a story arc being teased. I mean, That's for a while, that- Todoroki didn't have a storyline being teased. I didn't think they were ever going to talk about, like, wh- whatever happened in their family. I mean, there were things being thrown out there, but I didn't, th- I didn't think those were teases for Todoroki. I'm surprised they're even gonna they're gonna even deal with in the endeavors the endeavor stuff. Forget teases like they've been. There's Todoroki's storyline has been central to the plot all the way through. But it's I didn't think they're ever gonna. It, it didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense to really go through with that because I mean, they all he did was like at the at, it's during the festival. It's hmm. completely integrated with with uh, endeavors though. You endeavors clearly like relevant because he's the number one now and. Endeavor's like most top priority, even more poss- even debatably more than like his ambition is getting through to Todoroki. And even even in the case of his ambition, getting Todoroki to be the number one hero is like a major story arc for him. Like Endeavor like alone is like a major story arc and he revolves around Midoriya in an important ways because there he's a potential rival there, which also connects to Bakugo. He's one of the most interesting characters just on his own. With his humble, like slightly but somehow arrogant attitude about things, and his intense power and his solemn nature, and how he's kind of mysterious. There's all sorts of cool things going on with him. The what, Bakugo, I say, what, what I was saying Bakugo's is that it's been like five seasons of more of the same lately. Well, I was saying when they first do Shoto and they had that whole conversation with Deku, whatever. I honestly believe they weren't going to do anything with it because it seemed like to me that. He was just a third powerhouse that if they ever needed him, they were going to call on, call on him. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think I didn't think anything of Endeavor's like family issues because it didn't seem like all that important. It really yeah. wasn't. It only became important because of like the theories behind Dobby. I think that's really what really boosted it in, anyway in in, the, in everything because like if it wasn't for Dobby and the fact that in, Dobby's interactions with Endeavor weren't so weird, considering how Dobby normally acts. I think that's really what pushed it too, is because Dobby normally doesn't have many reactions or anything like that. He seems bored and misses the world half the time. The only time if he's ever Dobby smiled. If Dobby turns out turns out to be the son of Endeavor, then that's a storyline that's been teased for many seasons as well. No, not really. Like they, they've like never they never they never teased the Dobby being the son. They, the, the first time he ever teased it was like when he first interacted with him. In that, uh, we started talking about Dobby being the potential son all the way back when he was first introduced in the camp scenes. Yeah, but there was no real, there was no real, um, that was me grasping at straws, by the way. I, there was no real connection between Dobby and him because they never interacted. They never interacted. 
it made such good sense though because we knew he had a ch missing child at that point here we have a missing like a dark person Did that's come out of nowhere with a yeah we have a dark person that's come out of nowhere with a fire quirk that really in the fire is blue right yeah which is a total hint at the fact that one that his mom is an ice quirk and like no, it just makes wonderful sense to no, me. No, I don't like, think that blueness has something to do with the fact that the mother had... I could be wrong, but I... I, I like, Dobby just has the ability to produce really like, high flames. It could be really high flames, or it could be sort of a hint for the viewer. You know, you look at fire, and it's blue, and you think ice, and then... Because blue, and then you think of, you know, who else has a fire and ice combination? Oh, it's, you know, Todoroki and all of his siblings. So, like, I don't know. Like, it's... It would make it would fit in really, really well, really poetically if that was the case. So, I don't know. Like when you said that, I was like, "Wow, that's sixty percent likely at this point." Right when you first mentioned it, and now it's even more likely. Well, I don't mean I, I don't know. You say that like Bakugo's kind of stagnated. I still think Todoroki is stagnated too because it doesn't seem much has changed with him. He still got that but whole "I hate my father" it. thing up his butt. At least they've got tons of stuff building up for Todoroki. Todoroki. You know what I mean? Where they, we don't really have anything building up. The old, like, the, the rivalry, like, the way it's developed is kind of old hat now. Like, there's nothing, like, progressing. And it's not like Goku and Vegeta where they're always rivals, but it gets more interesting as it goes through, you know? Well, they haven't had many t chances to fight. On top of that, I mean, in Bakugo's defense, how do you make explosions more radical at this point? Because, like, really what we need is Bakugo to come up with a new attack, but, like, after Howlitzer... Howlitzer, no, actually, after AP shot, he hasn't really, we haven't seen him develop any new attacks. Well, his his real power is sweat. No, his real power is explosions, because he ignites them. No, his real power is that he makes use And right now, he knows one type of useful sweat he can make. So, if he could learn other things that he could do with his sweat, that would be one way. Otherwise, he could do more useful things with his, um, with what he does have for his power. Like you saw that he made, um, they mentioned that he upgraded his suit to keep him warm. For example, but he could make, he could make timed weapons, you know, like time grenades, things like that. You've seen him loosely use his weapon to be able to fly short distances like that. He could like use equipment to upgrade his weapon and, and pick it up that way or he could even just gain like some sort of martial art or or supplementary skills like uraraka did you know what i mean where he becomes an extremely good hand-to-hand -hand fighter or he learns tracking or or navigation or something like that you know what i mean from one of the one of the mentor heroes where's the thing bagos is extremely guilted so anything he's being taught he's going he's going to pick it up immediately so I don't, right. I don't know if that would be like interesting enough to watch Bakugo learn. I'm pretty sure I can assume that he's already got all that. So the martial arts, I'm pretty sure he's got all of the rest of that stuff. But like speed or something else, like there's stuff that a lot of the, I mean, for example, with the uh, with Eraserhead teaching how to use his like bindings. You know what I mean? Like that's that's a skill that any any of the heroes could potentially learn to some level. You know, they, they could all learn how to use those bindings. Imagine the guy with multiple arms learning it, for example, you know, and he's got six arms to work with instead of two. Like, there's all sorts of things that you could, like, you could pile onto the character if you wanted to develop his...
peripheral skills in some way, you know what I mean, and equipment that you could build on build on to to build his build his character up as well. Um, even like utilitarian things, like if he was able to pull up, throw up a signal flare or something, you know, you just don't know. So I I don't think that he's hit the limit of developing his skills because there's just way too many directions that could go. I, I mean. I get you, but sometimes I just don't know with his power. Like I, I've been, I've been racking my brain for like months to almost years at this point, thinking about like where his his court could evolve to. But I can't think of that dang thing. Like that. Like, I mean, yeah, he could maybe sweat a different type of liquid, but uh, you know, but I don't know what else he could sweat that makes sense. That's the other. Thing. I don't know what else he could sweat that makes sense. Yeah, I guess so. On top of that, yeah. I don't know how you control that because, like, I mean. The sweat that he generates is only is only made when he's exerting himself. Okay. I just don't think nitroglycerin is the only thing he could have sweated. I mean, I could sit down and think about it and brainstorm, but there's nitroglycerin's not the only thing he he could potentially ever sweat. So. I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna say you're wrong, but I just, I just don't know what else he, that he could sweat that would make sense. Because his, his quirk is, yay, it's sweat, but he also ignites it. The only thing I would think is that maybe instead of igniting the nitroglycerin, maybe he can learn to ignite things from far away, but I don't know like how... That would be some type of psychic ability, which I mean is not well, above him. Well, but... the equipment, because uh, the guy that generates electricity learned how to focus it on his uh, his little spikes, right? Well, I mean, yeah, but he needed to because his 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 electric abilities were dangerous around groups of people and he needs to be able to fight he needs to be able to learn right. to fight uh, in groups of people i don't think Bakugo... so what, if, what if Bakugo used similar equipment to make like landmines or time bombs or something well, like i mean that? he made a he got a grenade we saw that during the uh I know, exam. just like another way to make an explosion which he's already good at but i'm talking about like something strategic like a time bomb or something like that or a perimeter bomb you know where someone walks within a radius and it goes off Something like that that he could make with equipment enhancements would be cool. I guess, but I don't know. I was like that. That would mean that he would have to. Because I think his sweat is the is is the ignitable fluid, so you would literally have to find a way for his sweat to not go off before it hits a time limit. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's not that hard, but still, at the same time, I just don't know. Because I feel like there's yeah. a lot of property to that liquid that we don't know about, and he doesn't know about either. That you brought that up, his sweat. And I didn't think about his sweat at all. Because, like, when I was thinking about his quirk evolving. So it's possible. Like, his... Maybe his sweat has another property that he has never discovered. Because his mother can... What if he could change the properties of his sweat to do something like a slow burn? Do you know what I mean? Where he creates something that, like, will burn more like napalm than, like, fire flying through his hands. Or explode, you know what I mean? Or something that would, like, melt metal. So he could be, like run up to a door and he can't quick flash explode it, but he can spray like more like of a slow burning napalm thing on the door and melt it. You know what I mean? There's like, there's ways that he could even just upgrade the sweat that he has right now to things. Like if it became more dense and syrupy as opposed to gas, you know what I mean? Like the way it practically is right now. I don't know. Or if he could find equipment that made a small, like a slow radius of it and he could make like, the equivalent of like a lightsaber or something like that by making a shorter but super intense heat. <clears throat> I don't know. 
Because he doesn't really have a melee weapon right now. Fiery well, fist. I mean, his hands is his melee weapon. <laughs> what? His hands is his melee weapon right now. Yeah. Hand to hand. Well, I guess before we're at 40 minutes, we continue to talk about this episode because we talked about hypotheticals all, all over the freaking place. But um, I guess the basic well, long. Just like you thought he was basically used up as like potential, and I'm saying there's all sorts of directions go with it like no, just... what, what i was saying is i couldn't think of like a way that his because like, i've been thinking because he's here i think about this some, some ways like i don't know where i don't know where as this cell saga music is playing in the background before copyright hits me uh i i just i was like thinking of ways to i was thinking about it specifically just in the form of his explosions i wasn't thinking about like the things that make it explode yeah i mean it's right. probably a possibility i just don't know like because he said he he, he sweats the nitroglycerin but he, I what guess that makes his was smoke generating as opposed to heat generating. You know, like then he could make a smoke screen with it. I think he's already tuned to make a smoke screen. But that's what I mean. Like, you know what I mean? Like he could, if he's even close to that anyway. Like making like making a sweat that was like nitroglycerin, except that it all it really did was create smoke instead of huge explosions and fire and stuff like that would be useful too, because then he could create like cover. You know. There's just, or he could block like this guy that we saw in episode four that like uses his smell because he, like a fog or something that blocked his smell. There's just a lot of different applications for his ability that like could be developed if the if the writers wanted to, and none of them would be infeasible at all, you know. Well, it just depends on if he can swear other things. That's the other, I don't know, because like, like that. Even in that case, though, it's just a modification of his current sweat to make it thicker, so it works like nitroglycerin, or to make it thinner, so it just creates smoke. Are both his just already works like nitroglycerin. That's what he said. His body sweats like nitroglycerin. Like it, it already sorry, works as nitroglycerin. Like napalm, not nitroglycerin. Like if it made it thicker and slower burning, like like napalm, or if it made it thinner and all it did was create smoke, like that's the same quirk. It's just like with a modification. Theoretically, his quirk could not change at all, and he could do that with some sort of like hero equipment too. You know, like I, this processes it to be more like napalm, or this process this thins it out so it just creates smoke. Like, could totally be something his equipment did instead of his actual power, but it'd be more interesting if his actual power could do it. He had to. I mean, as a, it all is like a all like a body composition. Like I said before, it's just sweat is what he's igniting. At the end of the day, but I mean, you would have to be able to control your body in order. To, I mean, I'm not saying he couldn't. I mean, it's his own body for crying out loud. But I, I don't know yeah. if he could control your body to, to that to that level to be able to like control what you're sweating out. Um, I guess so. Many of the other characters have fine tuned their abilities to be. Yeah, able but I don't to... think they fine tuned down to the molecular level. I could be wrong, but I don't think they fine tuned down to the molecular level. I feel like that would be what Baka would have to do. I mean, the closest character that's, that that could help him with that would be Creatie because she literally deals with making things out of her fatty tissue. But um, but she be, became she started becoming becoming better at creating more complicated things than originally. Yeah, what what, 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 I, what I was saying like I just don't know, like if maybe she could teach Bakugo about that, but I don't know. Like I said, Bakugo isn't like I said before. Bakugo is like, is exceptionally gifted, which is surprising for a character with his attitude. Most of the time, characters like that are not that gifted, but he's exceptionally gifted. But um, right. so like I mean, yeah, he, he has his. I mean, yeah, when you think about it like that, his if he really dig down into sweat, it probably is a what he something else he can do. 
I mean, uh, but yeah, I don't really know. Like I said, that's, that's before, I don't really, like I said before, for me, in my mind, I was reaching a roadblock. If I had that quirk, I would not be able to advance it any further. Baki, on the other hand, is probably a different story. But, um, I mean, probably it's different types of explosions he could do, they could, he could work on, but I think right now, Baki needs to get past one of the biggest hurdles, which is himself. That ego of his needs to be put in check, but, um. Totally. I guess we'll continue on with the episode. Uh, you mentioned the Beast Man, but I guess basically the, to make a long story short, uh, they separate each. Uh, the, well, we we get reduced to Team B again because uh, we don't we don't we don't know the entire class, which now we do. Still don't like the main character of that of Team B, that guy with the yellow hair that um that can duplicate quirks by tapping by touching somebody. You're supposed to hate him now. I guess I don't know. I just I think I I would like to like him because Crook is kind of cool, but all right, whatever. But um, then we find out they're they're gonna fight each other in a combat situation, separated into four man teams, except for uh Shinzo, who they introduced back into the story, who wants to transfer into the hero course, and he's gonna fight twice, one on each team, and we find out he's gonna fight on he's gonna fight with Team A, uh the group of Asui, uh in it team a and then well team a is number one group and then team b's number five group he's gonna fight with them so we first the first fight is with with asui's group and the guy with the beast quirk and we 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 learned a little bit more about um sinju's quirk we also learned about the detriments of his quirk too if you already know what he's gonna do you just don't have to pay attention to him um we found out apparently he's been developed well he's had somebody develop i'm pretty sure it's hot to me develop for him um, extra vocal cords so he can copy voices. That was crazy. I also love the name of that. Persona cords. Like, that actually makes a lot of sense. And also something I never thought about, too, is, like, there's also ways around people not paying attention to you if you're trying to brainwash them. And I actually really used it exceptional. We also did see that Shinzo is also lacking experience. He, um, when it comes to experience, he isn't on the same level as uh, Class A. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I guess is to be expected, but um, we we, we do learn a lot more about him. We, uh, uh, Asui Kaminari uh, comment that like he may not be that far behind because uh, he he worked well with him, but I think it had a lot to do with the fact that people he was paired up with made made it easier for him to integrate. One of them being Sue, because for crying out loud, they they keep hammering this in with her. She's balanced. If she can work with anything, it's ridiculous. I didn't expect yeah. her to be so versatile for a character that just wants to be a rescue hero. She's extraordinarily versatile. She's useful in any situation. Now, I'm not fan. I'm not fanboying about this. She really is useful. In no, I know. I, I I agree with you. I mean, she's extremely versatile, and it's really hammered at home. Like this episode, mm-hmm. if anything, if you didn't believe she was versatile in any situation. This episode, pretty much, like, it, it, uh, it, 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, uh, highlighted it exceptionally well. Um, even in situations where she wasn't that, that, that useful, she was still useful. I mean, for crying out loud, I, I can't believe I forgot about the mucus thing she told us about in season one. Right. When, when they, uh, brought that up, I was like, she told them about that in season one? I know, it's just Excuse- like the thing that 
I, I will say I want to just add a joke in because I'm the jock isn't going to do it. That mucus, she'd probably give a man the best hand job in the world. <laughs> you know, it was, I, now that you're bringing up, now that you're going there, I thought it was really funny when I <laughs> caught that guy in the room, threw him in the cage, and he landed there, and all he was like, Yeah, was, I, I don't know what, what that was about because he seemed to be more embarrassed that she had her tongue wrapped around him than anything else. And I also, we'll say there was a bit, there was a bit of like detail that you probably wouldn't notice if you weren't really staring at it. But the way he was wrapped around, he was wrapped around so well that it it looked like to me it looked like she was sitting him on her back, right in between her cheeks. It was a very odd detail considering her anatomy isn't the most human. Well, it's very humanoid, but she's also still got the frog parts of it. It's very weird. Like, uh, her anatomy has been really weird in terms of animation for this, this company. At first, it seemed awkward, and then they managed to... It seemed like they gotten better with drawing her. Because at first, it was awkward with her anatomy. It's gotten a lot better, I've noticed, over the course of, this, of the seasons coming up. Yeah, they definitely, when she was camouflaging, got pretty up close and personal with exactly the way her butt looks. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything about that, but I mean, sure, why not? I was already kind of edging close to that comment anyway but you know whatever um speaking of abilities we see her camouflage ability again which is interesting uh i guess speaking of abilities i still feel like there's still like i'm not gonna say she's gonna she's gonna probably be able to turn into a frog but i feel like she'll get i feel like there's gotta be more abilities because um because that mucus thing was actually uh i didn't even really think about this but i learned about this type of frog i think a week or so ago but there's a frog that does like excrete a mucus that uh, that does that. Um, I guess they're going to act like Sue's. It, it's more like a sunscreen in real life, but it, it's kind uh, of like what Sue's doing here. So it's like, uh, there's a lot of dogs that create some sort of coating, yeah. I mean, it makes sense that she's capable of that, but it's like, there's gotta be more things she can do, though. She said it was mildly poisonous, but it stings more than anything, and like that. If you get, like, into that range, then, yeah, there's plenty of people that are, like, plenty of, like, possibility there. Like, plenty of frogs have it, and at least mildly irritating coating. I want to know, like, call me when she gets the hallucinogenic one, because that's just going to blow my <laughs> my uh, sex fantasies up about her. Oh, dear. Dang it, Chuck. What? I started this, but I hate this continue. <laughs> If being in touch, if being in physical contact with her makes you high on in the tongue, I mean, man. But um, besides I can, that, I, I mean, this episode. I could spend a good long spring vacation in her stomach. All I'm saying. Jeez. Jeez. But continuing off of that, uh, continuing with the <laughs> highlighting of how versatile she is, which that could get taken out of context too. But we're gonna move on from that one. But um. She's showing that she's like she's really uh, like when they when she showed that you know she it, it's quite clear she knows how her quirk works which is kind of interesting when you talk about backstory I like to know more about like when she discovered her quirk to begin with and I guess her family must know must know a lot about that quirk because it must be a family thing but um yeah I like to see more of her like her quirk evolving because I feel like there's still a lot, the potential that has not been tapped yet but uh I'd like to tap her potential. Yeah, I know you would. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Oh. 
<laughs> Dang it, I lost train of thought now. I guess talking about the Beastmen, we learned about team. We learned about class uh, B's. You know, um, at least the first group of four uh, students in that in that class, four we had not seen before. Well, in combat, um, I, I will say that I'm I'm pretty sure it was intentional. But that guy with the Beast quirk, that was obviously a reference to um to uh, Beast from X Men. Oh that yeah, was, totally. That was hundred percent. That was no way. That was not a reference to Beast and X Men. I thought of Beast, and I also thought of um, Sasquatch from X Men, but I think it's probably more Beast. I'm not familiar with Sasquatch, but I mean, if you if he if he if you believe he's c- close to comparing, I I believe you. But um, I think I've heard of him, but I just don't think I remember seeing him. But, uh, I'll send you a picture in uh, Discord. Uh, the people listening at home can like can look it up, but it's the resemblance is a lot closer than it is to Beast, and the personality is a little bit more in line as well. Um, because the guy look the guy has a Beast like ability, but he doesn't um, doesn't really act. Oh, like I've beast seen that guy. I guess I just forgot all about him. Actually, yeah, I look very similar to him. That's just me talking, but I think that's more like Sasquatch. Especially if you look at his arms and how they're like... And uh, around the face, and how the face has those weird, like, eyebrow things, just like that guy does and stuff. He strikes I'm... me as a little... Yeah, Sasquatch. I think he's probably more in line with him. I just thought of a beast because he was the most well-known. But, um... We learn about those guys, we learn about the beast guy, we learn about the guy with the ability to imprison you in air cubes. Mm-hmm. Which is odd. Granted, he also was hiding on the back of that guy. That's something we learned but about, like the. You? What? I was curious if Eric, Eric Cubes were the only thing he could do. I bet he does some stuff with the barriers. I think he. Do. I think he just can. Um, he can. He make. He, I think he can just make anything uh, out of air. I think that's what the idea is. He just. It's just the air cube is the easiest thing he can probably make right now. I feel like. I think you have to look that guy up to figure out what he's actually truly capable of, but um. It'd be weird if he only makes air cubes because that's really bizarre, but like... Well, in this world's bizarre. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. the only thing that would just fall in line with everything we know about my hero academia at this point. Yeah. I would laugh, actually. But, um... The, the scale dude who's able to make scales, um... We learned about him because I don't think I saw him at all. Uh, we're missing one more person. I know. Uh, oh, yeah, and Vine Lady. Yeah, I love Vine Lady. I actually felt like they had some pretty... They had a really good team with those four. Like the I mean, opponents did. I mean, they I mean they um they worked really well together. I mean, they they knew exactly who to um they knew exactly who to target. They didn't they didn't um well, I would say they didn't underestimate anybody. They underestimated Shinzo um for one. Um they kind of fixed it up later after after they after they learned about his new uh, equipment, but um and they, Sue, they, they weren't huh? fully knowledgeable about Sue's abilities. Well, that so took... she was kind of an unexpected element because she just has so many powers that they couldn't keep track of them all. I don't think they weren't really unexpected here. I think they just didn't. They weren't. Ex- well, I guess you can't say if you, you weren't expecting it. They weren't expected. But um, her quirk, her quirk is so I guess similar to Beast that I think I believe they probably Beast could probably deal with her if uh, necessary. I mean, and Sue did also mention that she couldn't take him in a one on one fight anyway. Um. Cause she isn't all that strong compared to him, but um, I mean, sensibly, because I mean, his quirk enhances his strength, but uh, 
they weren't expecting. They, kind of knew, they, they knew about her camouflage because I mean, Beast literally grabbed her as soon as he came back, came out of nowhere, and threw her into a wall. I was like, dang. Yeah. He was did a pretty good job of spotting her and kind of rendered her camo ability not. Well, so I mean, great. Jinzo did say if you know where to look, you she can't really hide from you. So, eh. I mean, his sense his sense of smell is probably what really did her in anyway. Yeah, uh, but he just yeah he knew he definitely knew what she smelled like. It was just funny the way he like marched right in like that. He was like, yeah, I know. I mean, he he literally grabbed her as the first thing he did. I was like, oh wow. Right. I was like, jeez, man. All right then. But I mean, that was one of the things. Like, once that happened, you kind of stopped paying attention to Sue for a little bit because, like, well, that was going to be completely useless. But no, she worked it out. Oh, of course she worked it out for granted. Like she was, she was. I would say half the no. She was most of the reason why they won that one because because she of like okay. she she grabbed the air guy, threw him into prison. She was their binding hero. She was intel hero, and she was also not that bad at combat. They had other heroes that could do similar things, like the animal guy, like who proved to be, I think, by far the most useless of that group. Like he tried to do intel but like it didn't work out that great for him because he had like what two birds and then the uh they had one heavy hitter they had the electrocution guy as like one heavy hitter and then they had her for like everything else except they had the one tricky guy so i don't know it was just like she was vital like nobody else had the ability to tie somebody up nobody really had her level of scouting abilities I mean, technically speaking, Shinzo could have tied him up. I mean, he just didn't. He just didn't get a chance to. Inexperience did him in. Yeah, but even in actual fighting, she was the first or second most valuable, even in a hand-to-hand fight, wasn't she? Well, no, because they had Red Riot, but he got taken out immediately. Well, they did with him. They dealt with him because, like, he mentioned the Beast guy mentioned that he's the yeah. only one that can deal with his um his strength, which is kind of funny actually that they mentioned that. So we I know Riot Riot's defenses are really high. The only problem is that he's so dumb that that they can get rid of him really easily. Yeah, just kind of tossed him, <laughs> which is disappointing, by the way. But whatever. I mean, he 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 had his time to shine several seasons ago. So, um, I, if I may, this was not the smartest group of heroes that we will probably see this season. I mean, the electric guys not that is like average intelligence. The animal guy is like simple, you know. I don't know if he's dumb, but he's definitely simple. Um, we've never seen like he has the, the animal guy has. I mean, in the in the uh, you talking about the beast guy? You talking about the animal guy with the ability to speak to animals? The ability to speak with animals. Oh, I mean, Aquaman. I don't know. We I don't think we can really gauge his intelligence because of the fact that he's very meek. He doesn't say much. We just, we've not, I've never seen him do, like, with the, the versatility of his ability, I've never seen him do anything that I thought was sufficiently creative to rise up to how I mean, he's, he's, he's very meek, though. I mean, a, a character as, as versatile as that quirk should be, his personality just doesn't line up. I think that's yeah. the problem. His personality doesn't really match up with his quirk. If you gave that ability to, like, um, the shadow guy, for example, like he would make really good use of it. Um, you know, someone with more creativity and ability to like. I don't think he lacks creativity. It's just that he's very, he's very shy. 
I mean, he's I think he's the shyest character that much as like he he wouldn't be able to come out on top unless he was forced to. Which, by the way, he had an what's episode where he smartest, was forced to. What's hmm? the smartest use of power that you've seen? I mean, he was surveying with his birds, but they caught on to that real quickly. Well, didn't he, like, try to get birds and two after two birds? I think it has a lot to do with how, how far his voice can go. I think it's, that's what I said before. Like, he's very shy. I mean, I think a lot of his detriment is the fact that he isn't he isn't that outspoken. I, th- I don't think what he's like... What about flies? Why didn't he? You you cut out there. What about the flies? Why didn't he send out flies and birds? They'd be much harder to spot, and like it'd be much less clear what he was trying to do with them. Now I don't know if there was any flies nearby. It's not like he just materializes them, unless he does materialize them. That's nothing. I don't well, know. What did he do? When he reached his hand out to like give his super punch, like he all of a sudden insects. I mean, I thought those are bees. I mean, I understand that like, those insects. I mean, if there were any flies, why were why were why were there bees nearby? But <laughs> I don't so, know. I, I don't know, John. Exactly. I mean, there's that, but there's also like, I mean, why not? Do you know what I mean? Like, if he then send the bees out. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to send specifically flies, but there were there are enough flying insects around. Where I don't even. Know do with that punch. Well, I mean, I guess the other, thing, the other thing too is that he's also afraid of bugs. That was established. Okay, but he surrounded his entire hand with bugs on purpose and wasn't afraid of it. So apparently he's that, gotten that, over that. That doesn't mean he wasn't afraid of it. I, I, I guess stick my hand in a, in a pool full of piranhas. That doesn't mean I'm not afraid of the piranhas. Iron fist with what we assume are bees because like, why else would you do that? Then Josh, I, Josh, think... I, I can put my... I could put my hand into a pool full of piranhas. It doesn't mean I'm not afraid of them. Okay, but what I'm saying is if he's strong enough in in character to surround his hand literally in bees and use it to punch somebody, then he's strong enough in character to send them out to scout the area when, like, they're, what he's literally doing is telling them to go away. I don't know. Maybe he's, used to, maybe he's just used to calling birds. Maybe you're making excuses. And Probably I am. I'm just... I'm just <laughs> I, I don't know the answer to this, man. I really don't. I just I just know that he... I feel like if it wasn't for the fact that he wasn't so meek and, like, cowardly to begin with, I feel like he'd be better off, but that's just that's just his character. That the, the, he hasn't changed at, at this point. He's he's very... You don't see him a lot to begin with, so, I mean, he ain't much been developed there at all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he's. I'm not saying he's like Bakugo or like Deku I just don't think he's that stupid. Oh yeah, he's brilliant. I'm not saying he's brilliant. I just don't think he's that stupid. I think he might be moderate intelligence. I don't think he's like. I don't think he's dumb. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's like uh, Kaminari shocked his entire brain cells dumb. I don't think he's like, like that what, stupid. What's the biggest creature that he's brought forth? I like birds. And what's the smallest creature? Like a termite? I think he's brought out an ant or something like that. I mean, it, it happened during their like little fight with uh um like present Mike, but I think it was like a couple of insects or something like that. Why the literal hell has he not like shown up with an elephant 
or like a hippo or a lion or something somewhere? Why does he not have some of these things on hand? I don't think it'd be physically possible and it wouldn't make any sense because they can't, as far as I know, whenever they're fighting anywhere, they're inside of an enclosed area. And I don't think elephants would be nearby. I don't think they'd be but close like, enough that he could call elephants over. But like, why does he literally never get a chance that? Like, why is he just literally like never in a situation where his ability is useful? He might as well be Aquaman for how like how useful his ability is. I I don't know. I mean, like I said before, it's like it, like you're talking about him calling these gigantic stuff. I mean. The only other thing that would like I would say like if if he needed a power up I would say that he needs to be able to manifest these things that he's calling but I don't think I think that's the limit I don't think he's capable of manifesting these things I think they got to be nearby like I said before, like like he's even said before that that mass is supposed to amplify the range of his voice but I don't know how far his voice could reach to begin with that but he would need an amplification mass to get his voice further out. Cause like I mean, the one time he he used his mask for that, he used it to call like an um like a corn invasion of like crows or something like that. Like, there was an entire like, like the entire sky was covered in birds. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I I couldn't I I really couldn't tell you like why he's never been in a good situation. <laughs> I think it's just how he's written. He he's like he he's he's the scaredy cat of the hero group, but he wants to be a hero. So like he's got to have his reasons. So I mean, I don't know if there's gonna be an arc with him involved in it. That's gonna be that's gonna, he's gonna be the forefront of the of a lot of conflict. It'd be awesome if he was. Um, but they really have to explain his quirk a little bit better than they already had, which is I can call animals to come to me. <laughs> that was basically the, the 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 summary of his quirk. But yeah, it, like that's such a downplay to like what other characters have said what they're capable of doing. Airphone Jack, for instance, Airphone Jack can like pump her heartbeat out, and she's got like many stereos on her fist so she can make can make that stronger. So like I mean, I mean does does this dude even, dude even have like a like a pet hamster or something that he could he could call on in emergencies? I think like, there was in the episodes when they, when they moved into the dorms. I think when they moved into the dorms, I think we saw animals. Why doesn't he own a dog? He should own a dog. Mm. He makes me mad. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you're frustrated. <laughs> but I mean, hey, it's one of those things. Like, like, uh, it's one of those things. Like, I mean, as much as like, um, I'm frustrated. Invisible girl because uh, she's shown that she can redirect light because her like that's how her ability works. But we've only ever seen her do like once or twice. And the times we've seen it, it's all been a gag. She should do, like, solar flare. Technically speaking, yes, she's capable of doing that, but they haven't, she hasn't done it. Her body is literally refracting light. Light is passing. It's kind of like what Miorio does to pass to objects. Like, It'd be cool if she could literally flash somebody by becoming visible just for a second. Dang it, Jock. And just, just like scare the enemy, like distract the enemy, like the enemy's like, oh, I'm gonna kill everybody, and then just for a second, like a naked woman appears, and they're like, whoa, and then she goes invisible again. I mean, they've already, they, they've already kind of talked about her cup size at, at this point. Is it an episode where, uh, um, what's his name? The gunslinger dude accidentally bumped her in the chest. I was like, 
Well, that was on purpose. They did that was written on there. That was not that like that was a written situation in there. There's no way oh, yeah. you could to tell me that he could like jeez. But um But yeah, with the quirks they got. I mean, yeah, they're not the best group, I mean, but at least we got to see more of like cuz I know like these been constantly class B has been constantly shown, but we don't see much of them at all. We only see some of them like Kendo for instance, which I like how I think his name was Nitro or whatever his name was, Naito. Uh, when like when he was like doing his speech about how how much he hates Class One A, uh, you can see Kendo walking up right behind him, and all of a sudden a razor head just strangles him. I was like, "Wow, a razor had enough of your stuff." <laughs> mm hmm. I find it funny that it's like razor is the one that shuts him up, but um. Hopefully Shinzo will get more will get more screen time when he's fighting his Deku because that's one of the things they're foreshadowing is him fighting Deku again after so long. The funny thing is too they both changed so much that the fight's gonna be the fight's gonna be different. I feel bad for him though because like Deku's gotten better at using his quirks so before it was just finger flicks now it's gonna be a full fist in the face. Right. So like like I feel bad for him, but hey, maybe uh like uh maybe Shinzo's got his own like that's probably why he's got the binding cloth. He's gotta be able to restrain Deku to be a deal with him. Mm-hmm. I think the next group that is gonna be is is the uh, is it Bakugo's group that's next, or is he the third group? The next group I'm really looking forward to. Uh let me let me jump to the preview. I'm actually really excited about it. My favorite class B person's there, the one with the big hands. Oh, Kendo. Yeah, she's my she's my favorite class B character by far. I really like that character, so it's always a big treat to me when when I get to see her. I don't think I really have that many people of, or anybody in class B that I'm like that huge fan of, mainly because I just don't see a lot of them. I like Kendo because of just how how much comedy she adds with the other guy, but other than that, I would have thought. I would have thought the uh, the other rock hard guy is that one you're talking about. No, not him. Um, I would have thought that hates, was one. The, the guy who the guy who hates one uh, A. He's very verbal about it. Well, I like the uh, I like the vine haired woman. I thought she she's one of my favorites. But I like the I would have thought you liked the the other guy that's like almost as good as Red Rocket. But quite like a little tiny hair less good i thought you'd like no, him i don't really like... I, li- I like i like him when he's paired up with a riot and, 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 and talks but him as a solo character not much the only thing i would sit there and say like, i feel like they're gonna do what they did to Ray riot for him they're gonna make it so that he can turn into steel or something like that i think that's what they're gonna yeah. do with him because their powers are so dang similar so um so in the class b characters i only recognize her one that can make your hands huge. The other, the other one's like there's like a Lego man looking guy <laughs> with like a box for face. Are you dead? I think. Wait a minute. Let me check my pulse. I'm still alive. There's like a Lego looking man looking dude with like a box for a head. There's the shadow dude with white hair that like looks like a shadow, and then there's the one that looks like a mushroom. And I have no idea what any of those what they can do i don't remember any of them hey i mean you, might get, you, you might get your hallucinogenic girl out of that mushroom chick <laughs> oh, now i've got a threesome threesome fantasy oh dear um, 
so I don't know, like, I, but I really like that character. So that was kind of cool. And then on our side, we have like much like the same kind of group that we had the other time. So instead of the electric guy, we have the belly beam guy. And instead of the animals guy, we have invisible girl who is like kind of a one trick pony, like never seems to do very much. And then instead of like a really versatile person like Froppy, we have um, the shadow guy. And then leading the group, we have um, we have the uh, the one that can make things out of her body. Oh, crazy! I, I think I think um, I think Dark Shadow or what is it? I forgot his name. Um, the bird dude. I think he's just yeah. as, I think he's just as versatile as um, as Froppy. I mean, I think they even make comments about like a, a lot of I the. I was saying like the team's abilities big picture abilities are very similar to the other one that like we don't have someone that can do one big blast of electricity but we have the belly blast guy and we don't have we have one low level person that's probably better at reconnaissance and in one case it was the animal guy which is that that's all he really did in this case it's invisible girl both of them like are fairly low performing characters from what we've seen in previous episodes and they're both primarily good in this situation for reconnaissance we have one really versatile skilled person with the bird guy, the bird shadow guy, and then who is about on level with versatility with Froppy. And then Red Riot was their big hitter. And in this case, we don't have a big hitter. So a big change. Instead of a big hitter, we have someone that can create things out of their body fat. I still feel like she should be a big hitter. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Like, I. I honestly, I She's a big hitter, but I would consider her more like froppy style useful. You know what I mean? Than someone that's like a big hitter, like Red Riot. You know, like a well, I mean, it, 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 well, with her, it just depends on how much fat yeah. she's got. Well, her strengths are like that she can create anything, but like from what I've seen her in the past, yes, she can create like a bazooka or something like that. But what, from what I've seen of in the past, like her big skill is her mind that she's really intelligent and kind of an overachiever, and that she cre- that she has like a really, really versatile skill set and a fairly strategic mind. And in one of her recent story arcs, she got over a lot of her lack of confidence. So her biggest weakness is mostly the the edge is a little dulled. She's probably still going to show some signs of lack of confidence, but she's really done a lot to get over that. I mean, I would hope. I, I mean, I'd say like her quirk deals with a lot of her belly fat. It all, it all really depends on like how much, how much fat she's got or lipids. I think it's what they call it lipids. Yeah, lipids. Yeah. It depends on how much lipids she's got. Um, granted, I feel like a lot of what that too is like now she's got that cape now. She doesn't have to be sparing about how big of something she's gonna create. I mean, I would think. I don't really know. Like you, you still see a good bit of her from the front of that cape, so I don't really know. Yeah. I just hope it doesn't cut into her cup size because that would be really sad. It's about it. I'm just really to talk about this episode. Um, next one is going to be a next class is a next class fight, which is probably going to go by going to go by just as quickly as it starts. I think they're going to lose from the base from the makeup of it. It's going to be really sad, but I mean, I mean, class B's got to get got to get a win because, um, I think each class is like I think they're um very close in comparison. Comparing to anyway, because like I mean, they keep fighting each other. Well, at least 
at least the class representative uh, for B is very uh, um, antagonistic for no other reason just because he can. Mm-hmm. Going as far as to say that they got two points higher on the on the survey of likability, I was like, does that really matter? And in, in class when they didn't seem all that concerned, I mean, they were like, oh wow, we didn't we didn't see that. We were so concentrated on doing other things. I mean, That's I hope. Cool. I mean, I hope that like they don't do with Tessa Tessa with the deal of Red Riot because I mean that's just gonna really, that's just gonna really hammer in the home that they are very similar. The only thing about this different between him and Red Riot is that Red Riot um has like so much more personality to go to his quirk than Tetsu Tetsu does. Yeah, yeah I like guess. That. I think that he's just there to like, so they can look, look like each other and say the same things and stuff. And he's an accessory to Red Riot, but I still thought you'd like him for some reason. Uh, like when it comes to Class B characters, there's not a lot. Like, of I don't really know if I have any Class One B characters. I mean, like fairs because they don't show up enough. I don't. I can't get. They don't show up long enough for me to get attached to any one of them. I mean, the the one that I would say I probably will have more attachment to is Kendo, it's because like when she ha- she has shown up and she has been very helpful to them. Granted, when she shouldn't be, I mean, to her own detriment. But, um, I like her because she seems to be d- diplomatic. She doesn't seem to be so concentrated about winning and losing. She seems she like only, she seems like the only reason she's in Class B is because she has a woefully, like, weak power. But, like, if she had even a slightly better power, I think she would have been, like, a Class A material, because... Personality-wise, I feel like she's class A material. We haven't really seen what she's capable of yet, anyway. So I mean, we can't like say that she's like underpowered yet. Well, I mean, what we know about her is that she. You cut out there. I said, what we know about her is that she can be big, and that's pretty much it. We've seen her in life and death situations where power that was really good. It would have come out. She might have come up with a new ability soon. And that, of course, is possible with any of the characters. And we know about her so far. She has a very limited power. I mean, yeah, I feel like to me, with her quirk, she should be able to make her entire body bigger. But I don't know. I'm not sure how, how um, if that would clash with Mount Lady or not. Because that's essentially her her quirk, but um, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that joke that we will mount that lady. So uh, <laughs> I'm very carefully staying away from any jokes that are related to her, like finding new body parts to get big. Okay, I think with that we're going to end the this podcast. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> because like I couldn't, I, I couldn't, I, doing it. I couldn't, I, I couldn't I think of a, a transition. Um, so, I think Jock just ended it for me there, because <laughs> I couldn't think of any way to end this off, so, I mean, he just, he just flat out just said it, okay. I am, I'm very good at ending our podcast in fiery conflagrations, so, I'm happy to do that. I couldn't think of a way to end it, so, guess we'll come back next time when we're, when we're reviewing that episode and whatever comes out after that. Um, the next one's gonna be, uh... Episode six, I think, and it's gonna be the, just uh, 
more of the training, uh, combat training. Hopefully, maybe we'll see the Bakugos group get in the fight too. But I don't think this group is going to last that long because I think, isn't Ida in group with Bakugo? I'm not sure. I can't, I lost track. They went through the group so fast. Oh, was that Todoroki that was in the group of uh, uh, Ida? That's not what it was. That may be what it is. The only but, main thing I remember is that Uraraka and Midoriya are in the same group and they're going up against um, Class C guy. That seemed, and they're going last. And that just seemed like that's going to be connected to um, the core plot at some point. We will see. <laughs> I'm trying not to say anymore, but we're going to end out here. See you guys next week. <laughs>